If you're in the market for a new car, the warranty doesn't matter. It really doesn't. Details next. I'm John Cadogan from autoexpert.com.au, the place where Australian new car buyers save thousands off their brand new cars. Hit me up on the website for that. Three, five, and even seven-year factory warranties on new cars are currently on offer here in Australia. For a lot of people, this is a pivotal consideration when purchasing a new car, but I'd suggest that it really doesn't matter. Unfortunately, nobody apparently told Wheels magazine, which published, in my view, an atrocious industry suck piece on exactly this topic, last Tuesday. Why seven and 10 year warranties won't become the norm. This report is my honest personal opinion. I am not making any comment about the individuals involved here. These kinds of stories are the product of a process. They're commissioned by an editor, they're written by a journalist, they're subjected to a production process and they're approved by a publisher and handed over to Bauer Media's cognitively challenged witch car website, in this case, the function of which, as far as I can see, appears to be to get you to engage in an online chat session with some dude or dudette in the friggin' Philippines so that you can divulge your personal contact information, which allows them to, quote-unquote, help you by slutting your details out to a local car dealer and thereby allowing them to send that dealer a bill for 50 or 60 bucks, of which you get zero of friggin' course. So that seems nice and ethical, equitable, whatever. Isn't it interesting, right? The underlying business model of these various media agencies. You donate your information to a multinational publisher and rather than help you choose a car, what they do is they take that information and they sell it to a dealer for 50 bucks or something. I call it the pimp publishing model. But I really do yearn for the old days when we had, you know, sponsors. This video proudly sponsored by Cabin Fever Hotties, a division of Ming Mole Enterprises Consolidated. Cabin Fever Hotties, of course, designed to mitigate prolonged periods of social isolation during various zombie apocopi scenarios. So, kick boredom in the nuts and stimulate the uh, economy with a Cabin Fever Hottie today. Easter special, celebrate a profound and uplifting, let's call it, resurrection, down there. In your private cabin, enter the code FATCAVE to enjoy three cabin fever hotties for the price of two. Yes, visit cabinfeverhotties.com for more. Anyway, where were we on this? 
I think we were discussing the position occupied by a major publisher here and no comment being made whatsoever about individuals involved whom, I'm sure, tried really, really hard at times, often to the limit of their abilities. You might recall that all the major car makers in Australia moved to five-year warranties last year. Kia, of course, is an exception. They were already on seven. But additionally, shitbox brands Jeep, Jaguar, Land Rover and Volvo recently upped their warranty antis to five years in Australia. Plus, of course, the least reliable but most aspirational prestige brand of them all, the coveted three-pronged suppository. Five years, yes. So that was kind of unexpected. I don't know anyone who thought that would happen. That two years in other markets, right? Three years here, they always hated that, and now five. Go figure. Peer group pressure. The Wheels Witch Car Industry Warranty Suck Piece is based on information, using the term loosely, provided by a so-called source at an alleged top-selling car company who didn't even have the balls, apparently, to have his comments on this appended with his friggin' name. For us, the extension happened because our mainstream rivals were going to five-year warranties. We thought about seven, but you can see that it would cost a lot of money. If it wasn't cost prohibitive, we would have just gone straight to a seven-year or ten-year warranty. For a top ten selling brand, the cost of extending their warranty period from three to five years would surely be in the millions. It is not a small amount of money. As vehicles get older, they cost more to maintain, so providing a warranty for year four to five will potentially be more expensive than a warranty from year one to two. If that is true, and not just an example of baseless self-justifying corporate spin, I do wonder how Kia manages their seven-year warranty, that alleged financial burden. And I wonder what motivates Mitsubishi right now to offer seven years on Triton. If it's so allegedly friggin' expensive, why do it? Here's the thing, okay? Australian consumer law says that products, including cars, must be reasonably durable. This is legislated, and what it means is, after considering the nature of the product and the price, those products must meet the durability expectations of a reasonable consumer. That's how the legislation is framed. So, for a car, you'd have to suggest that this means something in the seven to 10 year of age ballpark and probably up to 160,000 or even 200,000 kilometers. The specifics are not legislated, but the concept is. And the car industry cannot limit those legislated rights that you have intrinsically with some sort of factory warranty, because attempting to do that would be illegal. In my view, assholes like this unnamed alleged insider making self-justifying statements like that, they might as well stand in a public place with a megaphone when that's allowed again in a few months' time, and they might as well scream that his carmaker is hell-bent on attempting to screw you over on your legal rights the second the warranty ends. It seems to be a consumer rights limiting position to take. At least that's how it seems to me.
Because that's what these bullshit comments seem to be tantamount to. In reality, the cost of a remedy under consumer law after the warranty expires would be exactly the same as the cost of that repair under a seven or 10 year factory warranty. They're exactly the same in tangible terms, okay? How is the financial liability therefore, the burden to the car maker, any different from one scenario to the other? The only difference, it seems to me, is that asshole corporate insiders, like unnamed douchebag here, are telegraphing their intent to argue the toss over your legislated consumer rights from the age of five years and one day, like the nanosecond your warranty expires. To them, it's all friggin' over. And I would not want to do business with a car maker predisposed to comport themselves in that fashion. I'd further suggest that if Wheels wanted to do actual journalism for consumers and not just produce industry friggin' suck pieces, it really would be helpful, in my view, for them to pose actual hard questions based on these fairly obvious inconsistencies when presented with what to me is just such obvious bullshit corporate unspeak. What a pity, in my view, that the publication elected not to do that. They could also track down, I don't know, some middle management wonk who was actually prepared to be named and identified on such an apparently straightforward issue. Like, what is your position on five-year warranties? Oh, you can quote me, but don't use my name. I mean, don't waste my friggin' time with this crap. Entertainingly enough, though, Gutless Industry Insider did not even shut up at that previously quoted point. If you make your warranty seven or ten years, what is the motivation to update your car? As an owner, the new product would have to be pretty convincing. Allow me, <laughs> allow me to retort. That would be precisely your job dickhead, try to make the next model pretty convincing. If you're a car maker, you really do need to make the next model somewhat compelling so that people don't want to be seen in your old dated shitbox any longer. All manufacturers of all products do this, right? For example, who wants to be seen using an iPhone 10 in public? You might as well get peasant tattooed on your forehead with that outdated shitbox phone. I mean, come on, update. People don't hang on to their cars because the warranty's still current. They trade in because the new model is just so friggin' compelling. They have to have it. They want it. They don't need it. At least they do this if the parent car maker manages not to be asleep at the wheel during the entirety of the R&D process. So my strong advice to you is A, apply extreme skepticism whenever you read any story in the media, not just in the automotive domain, but generally. Ask yourself what and or whose interests are really being served. And I'd say in this case that some gutless hyper-defensive car industry wonk is simply seeking to justify the proposition that five years of factory warranty is beyond adequate in fact, it's excellent, and also seeking to obscure the issue that warranty is, in fact, subordinate to consumer law and not the other way around. 
In other words, your legislated protection as a consumer is greater than the warranty the car maker offers. And this protection continues to exist in most cases after the factory warranty expires. And B, which car and wheels, you know, same shit, different day, they're in the business of pumping out the blog pages so that they can slut you out to your local car dealer via the friggin' Philippines for 60 bucks a throw, provided you think it's good value to give them your personal contact information for free. To me, this seems to be the limit of help on offer there. Anyway, if you ever wondered why I refer to this activity, okay, this vocation, whatever you want to call it, as motoring so-called journalism, this, let's call it report, is emblematic of the underlying deficiency in motoring journalism. And it's so prolific. Ask some friggin' hard questions when presented with an absurd proposition. How hard is it? Pretty hard if the proposition presenter is also an advertiser, I'd suggest. So if you're in the market for a new car, right, instead of obsessing about the length of any warranty, in my view, it would be far better to look at the companies which have a solid track record of complying with Australian consumer law. In other words, look for the car makers which are philosophically predisposed to offer high-level customer support or maybe even go beyond the minimum requirements of the legislation. The ones who actually support you like they should because you spent the big bucks with them and not one of their 30 close competitors. So in general, I'd say that Hyundai, Kia and Subaru are on the podium for customer support among the mainstream manufacturers. Toyota, Mitsubishi and Mazda, they're worth a look as well. They're not quite as good as the top three in my view, but they are certainly up there compared with many other competitors. In my experience, among the premium car makers, Lexus and BMW are streets ahead of Volkswagen and glorified Volkswagen, also known as Audi, and of course, the three-pronged suppository, which really is quite poor at customer support, counterintuitively. It blindsides a great many first-time suppository owners. If you make your choice based on that criteria, okay, based on support culture instead of warranty, then you are far less likely to be disappointed after the warranty expires or even during the warranty period if anything goes sideways with your new car. 